am I going to do? I've watched it so many times and I keep having the same feeling. I think... I think I kind of like Spider-Man 3. But I feel like no one in the world feels the way I do. I just wish I had someone to talk to. What, what, what was that? Is someone there? Remember that part where there's that cool Sandman fight in the subway? So underrated. How about that time Peter dances down the street in his new black suit? So misunderstood! What about when Harry and Peter team up to fight Venom and save Mary Jane? So good. I kind of like Spider-Man 3. I want to talk about it too, Scott. That's why I've been looking for you. Looking? For, for me? Oh yeah. I know all about you. You do? Like what? Like the fact that we've recorded 245 podcasts covering every minute of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, so if we stop now, it just doesn't seem right to me. Wait, that you, Zach? Look, I want to talk about Spider-Man 3. You want to talk about Spider-Man 3. Together, its bad reputation doesn't stand a chance. Interested? Yeah. But where can people find us? Oh, my spider sense is tingling, if you know what I mean. And it's telling me that they should look for Spider-Man Minute Season 3 on DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts this summer. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one payphone from an abandoned subway station calling minute at a time. How was that one? That was good, right? That was, that was long. That was a lot. <laughs> My name is Scott Tofty. I am your host. With me, as always, is our panel of experts here, the uh, veritable bedrock of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute Foundation, uh, Adam Sheehan. Oh, hello. Chris O'Connor. <laughs> and tell him thanks for wasting our time. And Rachel Gatlin. Hi. I was trying to come up with something witty to call you guys because I feel like I always say the same thing over and over again. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of words one. in that. Intro. I know. I'm trying to be a professional <laughs> broadcaster. Or yeah, like for cereal? Maybe, for cereal? Maybe yeah. you should um, watch the Schoolhouse Rock on adjectives. So you can... Adjec- <laughs> adjectives? Adjectives. What's an adjective? Yeah. What? I don't do you know, know what an adjective is? No, I do. Okay. I'm playing dumb. <laughs> okay. As adjective. a school teacher, he has to know. I, well, I mean, I'm a music teacher. I don't have to know. <laughs> a- anybody who teaches in school needs to know what an adjective is. You would think so. Anyway... Here we are. We are in minute number 39 talking about the secret of the ooze. Minute 39 starts where, uh, you know, minute 38 left off. As they do. It tends to happen that way, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, Very brief shot of April on the phone, and the minute ends with a very brief shot of April on the phone. So we don't cover a lot of distance in this minute. Hmm. We kind of, we're very stationary like a bottle is, episode. Yeah, this is this is one phone call. So, I guess the big thing that happens here is uh this sort of call with Donnie and April. We get the meat of this call in in this minute and a little bit more in the next minute. Um 
But I guess the question I have to ask to start with is payphone in a sewer? Hmm. You know, well, it's, on, it's on a subway platform. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's conceivable. I yeah, suppose. It, it's still just on the system. And, you know, Donatello, I'm sure, does machines enough that he can do the quarter trick. It doesn't look like it's connected to anything, though. <laughs> I have to imagine he's dragging the cord. Yeah, he's got like, um, but they know. can't. But they can't show him dragging the cord because then you'd see them dragging the cord of, uh, you know, for the controls for the face. Right. Chris, I don't say know dragging you guys the had cord this. again. Dragging the cord. Yeah. I don't know if you guys had this growing up, but when I was a kid, we had a phone in our kitchen that had one really, really, really long yeah. cord. Was yeah. it the yep. one that that's, was that's always tangled phone. up? Yeah, but yeah. like it could reach any room in the house. Like like you could go all the way upstairs or all the way downstairs. Like, yeah. Um on the third floor of my house, my brother and sister shared a phone. So it had an extra long cable so it could go from her room to his room. I was <laughs> watching an episode of The Kids Are All Right. I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but it's set in the nineteen seventies. Uh and one of the kids was like calling his girlfriend and like had to bring the, like the the receiver of the phone, not that like the phone's on the wall, but he grabs the handle and pulls it into the closet like two rooms away, and the cord <laughs> is just stretched around corners. I'm like, I totally remember doing crap like that. Yeah, yeah. Kids today, they don't know, <laughs> and yeah, thankfully they never will. <laughs> that's back when there was the phone, yeah. the phone when it you had to yeah. call and talk to like your friend's mom. Is Billy home? <laughs> yeah, I, I was downloading a picture. How dare you try to make a call? Oh, that's, that's when there crazy was though. Like you used to have to talk to somebody else. Yeah, and they, then get them to put the person you wanted to talk. It's like to your friends had a secretary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. usually their mom. <laughs> oh man, we also had an intercom system in my house. What fancy? Yeah, yeah because it was a big house, three stories, and sometimes. Uh, the people on the third floor didn't hear my mom calling from the kitchen, so it didn't it did, matter. It, it didn't. It didn't last very long because it would just pick up uh, cordless phone conversations from around the neighborhood. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Weird. Did you hear about the Joneses? <laughs> um, no one ever had trouble hearing my father's voice, so intercom system was not needed. Mm. Uh, you know what else kids today don't know about? What potato chips and ripple chips. You guys remember, what? you know, that brand of potato chips called potato chips? Oh, yeah, the, the generic <laughs> potato chip. For a minute, jam. I thought those were apple chips in Mikey's left hand. He brings oh. in two bags. I suppose I should explain since not everyone's looking at the minute right now. As Donnie's talking to April, Mikey comes in and he's carrying this box and it's, you know, Donatello's like, oh, we only had a minute to run back and get the essentials. And Mikey plops down and pulls out two bags of chips. One says potato chips. And the mm. other one, all you can see is P-L-E on it. Mm. And he goes, yeah, the bear essentials. But I, for <laughs> a minute here, I was like, wait a minute. What the hell are apple chips? <laughs> and it took I mean, you several... can get those now. I don't yeah. know if they were available in 1990. But would Michelangelo 91. eat them? No. No. Too healthy. Leonardo would eat them. Yes. Yeah. But it took a, a few seconds through this minute before he turns. And I'm like, oh, it says ripple chips. Um, I have a question here. So on Mikey's suitcase, there's a sticker. Usually when you have a sticker on a suitcase, it indicates like somewhere you've been. I tried to make this out. I can't imagine the turtles travel too much, but I have no idea what that sticker says. Um, I just can't imagine they've been anywhere. I can't imagine they traveled. 
honestly can't even imagine they have suitcases. Everything they get is like worse than what you would get from a consignment, you know, from like a a, a thrift shop. This is all stuff from the garbage. So you oh, know, true. somebody's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, donate this to a, you know, Goodwill because it's covered in stickers. So I'll just throw it away. <laughs> Good point. I'm um, a little confused as to what's going on here in like. I want to say 11 through 15 seconds into this, both Mikey and Donnie have something like dangling off the back of them, like some sort of tassily business. So I think <laughs> Michelangelo has always had those. I think they're like laces that hold on his nunchuck holders. And Donatello mm. has that same thing on his bow staff. He's always had things hanging off them. They're just really noticeable in this minute. Yeah, but like Donnie's almost touched the floor. It's it almost looks like instead of a bow staff, he's got a broom on his back. <laughs> Is Donnie's really that long? Yeah, yeah it's like down like, by his knees. Yeah, down by his knees. Oh, is that the phone cord? No, I don't think so. It's all torn up if it is. Well, this is Which, very confusing. <laughs> so I'm looking now. I see the phone cord. It looks like he's got the phone cord tucked into his belt or something. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's, I think that's, oh, you know what it is? I got it. It's the wiring from the back of the payphone that was torn out of a wall. Oh, that's yeah, what it maybe. is. Yeah. So then, how is he talking on this phone? <laughs> um, <laughs> that Magic. is a good question. Uh, maybe he, maybe he spliced something. Um, but anyway, that's absolutely what it is. It's some of the wiring from the mounting of the of the payphone. But, but Mikey almost looks like he has like a leather jacket with tasselly sleeves tied to his back. <laughs> it's the new hip style, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> it's the nineties. T- fringes in. <laughs> um i really like the shots of april all the milling co-workers about behind her they leave just enough space over her left shoulder that you can see literally everything happening in this newsroom and it's just a bunch of mostly women milling about like talking to each other not seemingly doing much work or anything well, it is the busy it is a busy busy newsroom that is true it's busy with something or they're just gossiping I would tend to think it's gossip. I mean, no yeah. one's like carrying. There's not well, a lot you know, of papers they're talking being about carried. The news because it's a newsroom. That's true. It could be a newsroom, I suppose. Or they're they're just talking smack on Carol. They're probably <laughs> talking about <laughs> April. They're all just literally clucking at each other. <laughs> they're clucking. At Can you believe this? April O'Neil never goes out to company happy hour. She never spends any time with us. We've tried to invite her to come out to blankety blank, and she always has to go home to feed her pet turtles. <laughs> I hear she has four men in her life. One of them's a real dog. No, it's actually a rat. Um, I really love the 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 brotherly moment here. That was my favorite thing about the first movie, and it's kind of showing its head again here uh we have this donatangelo moment right and then leonardo kind of butts in to chastise them for not doing enough work which (laughs) is such a leo thing to do and mikey is extra cute in this this segment here his eyes are really big and he just looks sort of innocent (laughs) there's this great little bit of donnie where like he says something to april and then holds the phone out so that he and Michelangelo can share the receiver. <laughs> and then he does this this awesome little lean-in and, and eyebrow raise. It's great. So that eyebrow raise, it both excites me. I like it. I think it's a great puppeteering moment. But also, like, the way that it happens, it almost looks like the servers are moving, or servos are moving too quickly. Like, it's a little unnatural looking. 
Mm. Like a little too robotic, a little too Raph. Um, <laughs> I do I'm, like it, but it also occurs to me that you'll see it a couple times over the next few minutes. Donatello does a lot of looking to the left and the right without turning his head in this movie. Hmm. Yeah. And it almost, I think, I, I don't know if I made that note for this minute or for the next minute, but it almost looks like, you know, Michael Keaton, when he was Batman, how he couldn't turn his head. So yeah. he always just kind of had to look to the side. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> like, just turn your head, Donatello. <laughs> Leaf Tilden is great in, in this, like, especially for these little moments, like just that lean in, like this stuff he's doing with his shoulders. I, I feel like the animatronics and possibly the, the off-camera puppetry t- are what mostly takes away from Donatello. In I, I would agree 100%. I think the whoever was puppeteering Donatello in this one, not that it's a bad job, but I just don't think it meshes with the body language as well as some of the other turtles do. Um, and it does kind of take you out of it. it and, and it's so drastically different from what Donatello was in the first film, too, which I've, I've brought that up before, so I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but, <laughs> I mean, it's worth mentioning. There is something really funny that happens. When Leonardo is delivering his speech, uh, he finishes, and then as soon as he finishes speaking, he says, Michelangelo, and then, like, his <laughs> left eye and his lip twitch, and it looks like he's having, like, a spasm. <laughs> If you guys watch that at 29 seconds, it's kind of funny. I almost wonder if it's like <laughs> an animatronic malfunction. Yeah, it looks like a mistake. Yeah. Like a little <laughs> interference. So it almost looks like maybe he's blowing something away, like like if he had hair that was in his face, but you know, yeah. he doesn't. Um, I'm going to chalk that up to animatronic error, but I thought it was funny. It's the first time I've ever noticed it. You know, I, I have it paused right now. It's uh, 30 seconds in. It's an action figure pose. Yeah. They all had that weird, like, half smile, but closed. Like, just the side of their mouth is showing teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, I love Michelangelo's reaction. I love this give me the phone <laughs> bit between he and Donnie. It's such like a pestering little brother yeah. moment. It clearly illustrates that Michelangelo has to be the youngest of this bunch, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just love that Michelangelo. 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 <laughs> he used his whole name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, when your mom would say your first and middle name. Oh, yeah. That that was always funny with the kids, uh, the Catholic kids in the neighborhood. The mom would use the confirmation name, too. Oh, dear. So it'd be like, Mary Catherine Elizabeth some Irish how last many, name. How many people <laughs> are you Irish yelling at? <laughs> it's just one kid. It's a big family. <laughs> I, I want to thank the uh, the editor and the sound designer for not adding a cartoon sound effect when Donatello tosses Mikey to the ground. It would have been very easy to add a slide whistle in there, and I think they showed really good restraint in not doing that. Yeah. Is that really good restraint, or is it just, you know, <laughs> what you're supposed to not? I, I, I don't know. I, I get what I'm, you're I'm saying. I'm not going to applaud them for not doing that. <laughs> for, for, for this I'm not going to applaud you for not making the mistake. Yeah, this yes. movie is so cartoony. It's it's almost odd that they didn't go down that road. Did you guys <laughs> see in the Facebook group? This was probably a couple months ago. Now I posted the uh, like a German version of Turtles '90. The it was the Turtles ver- the sorry the German version of the fight scene in April's apartment, and it is littered. With like Hanna Barbera sound effects, oh, oh man, it's I must so miss that. different. 
I'll have to try to find it and re-upload it again when this episode comes out, but it was really bizarre to watch. And it, I mean, it clearly it was, had to have been done to, to make the film appear less violent. Hmm. Uh, you know, as John Dupre said, you know, my music kind of made the movie a little bit more easy to, dig- to digest. I think the cartoon sound effects do kind of the same thing. They kind of tone down the visual violence by tricking your brain into thinking something funny is happening. Yeah, mm. they, they rubberize it. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, yeah. is why I think you see True. so much of it in this film. Yeah. Uh, so the conversation between the turtles and April continues we get the the brilliant moment of Leonardo slamming the box down on Donatello's foot and Michelangelo's reaction to that, which is just priceless. He walks into frame and he's just staring at Donnie's foot and then he looks up and he's like, I don't care, give me the phone. <laughs> well, if we go back a bit, with when Leo starts yelling at uh, into the phone, like past Donnie, April yes. does this great move where like she moves the phone away from her ear and she's holding it almost like it's disgusting. <laughs> That's that is a good little a little detail there. I like that. Like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, angry Leonardo. But Leo you know, makes a good point here. He says instead of going out and looking for the Foot Clan and the ooze, we have to look for Raph now cuz he took off. Just like that last time. Yeah. yeah. Sequelitis again, anybody? <laughs> I mean, He's making the same mistake. I feel like we owe Game Grumps money because we keep saying sequelitis. I don't think they Which, trademarked it, but I've never heard of I've show. never heard of that person or you know what I I don't know what you're talking now, about. Game Grumps, they're a Let's Play channel and they uh, well the one guy did <laughs> Yeah, that uh, doesn't mean anything to me either. I'm also with Chris. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's two guys playing a video game and basically recording a podcast over it. But anyway, oh, cool. the one guy did a YouTube series called Sequelitis where he compared, say, like the first Zelda to A Link to the Past and compared and contrasted them. He also did one for Castlevania and the Mega Man, Quest. Mega Man, yeah. The Mega Man X episode is amazing. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, there you go. Free plug. Yeah. He's he's called his name is Ego Raptor on YouTube. You should really check it out. So please, Ego Raptor, don't sue us. <laughs> Ego <laughs> Raptor's not going to sue us. Be our friend, please. Um, I, I have a thought here. Now Leonardo is all angry that they're not able to go out and look for the foot because they have to go look for Raph. But am I wrong in this? Am I misremembering? Didn't Raphael get upset in the last several minutes because he wanted to go look for the foot? And not look for an apartment or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but the point Leo was trying to make is like there's an order of operations to this. And if we stick together, we'll be able to get it all done quicker. But now that Raph is missing, they found their home. They they, they got part A finished. But now yeah. instead of doing part B of their plan, they have to find their idiot brother. Yeah, and, and and interestingly enough, if Raph had stuck around for like literally less than a minute longer... Uh, he would have also found home with them. Right. Well, if nothing else, you have to figure that Leonardo must realize that Raphael is actually looking for the foot. So if they just go look for the foot, by default, they're going to find Raphael. It's an if-then statement. It's a logic proof, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Raphael goes to look for foot, and if we must look for foot, then by looking for Raphael, we will also look for foot. Um. I feel like there should no. be an else in there. 
but anyway, that's my logic proof on the on the moment. <laughs> so gets us to the end of the minute. Donatello is hopping away. Michelangelo still wants the phone. And April looks like she's slightly nauseous as we get to the end of this minute. She's just taking a couple of unsure yet heavy breaths into the phone, attempting to deal with this uh, chaos at the other end. Any final <laughs> thoughts? No, I don't think so. It's still such a cool place. Like when they, once they get the cobwebs down, it's gonna be so cool. Yeah, God, that's such a job, and just, though. And it kind of and, and it makes me th- and, and you know it's just kind of like uh, watching them like you know move the boxes in and get the chips out and talking on the phone to their friends. It really does kind of put me in that that place like where you move into a new house and you're like, all, oh yeah, you know it's pretty good. We're gonna have a party to move in and stuff, and uh, you know we'll play with pizza and beer, blah blah. I mean, not that we're gonna do that anymore because we're adults, so we'll just pay actual movers. But right. you know. No, we we, we, paid, we yeah. paid pizza and beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the members of my band come help me out. I mean, they made fun of how filthy our old house was the whole time. Yeah, it got out of hand. But yeah, we paid them in, in donuts, actually. Oh, yeah. Don't, well, we got pizza later, too. Later, yeah. Jeff made a joke because you, you, you made a donut down payment. Yeah. <laughs> spare change kept falling out of furniture as we were moving it. And Jeff was like, it's like a level of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we'll definitely have to come to your new house if you let us and do something turtle-related at some point. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. Uh, I guess if we're, if we're done for the minute, then uh, we'll say goodbye. Make sure you guys go to Amazon.com slash Dueling Genre, right, Chris? No, 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 What is it? No, no, dueling Genre. Dueling Genre dot com, com slash Amazon. Amazon. See, yeah. I knew it. That's what I meant to say the first time. You but anyway, are, tell uh, us what happens if you go there, Chris. Well, since you're going to go there anyway and you're going to spend money on on Amazon, you might as well go through duelinggenre.com slash Amazon, and that way anything you purchase, like 1% of the price you were already paying anyway, will go to us, and it will come in very handy for things like paying to renew our, our web domains and paying for our server fees and paying for all sorts of hosting-related Stuffs. None of which really handy, is and profit. it doesn't cost you anything. All right, you can also catch us at TMNT Minute on Twitter and Instagram, and make sure you keep sending in those hashtag Turtle Fan Fridays. If you want to be on the show, send us one minute of your audio, anything you want about Ninja Turtles. It could be about this one. It could be about the first one. It, I guess it could be about the third one. Although you know we haven't gotten there, so that would be a little weird. But uh, you know, we've aired one of those. I think we've aired two of those at this point, if I'm not mistaken. And we're going to try to keep getting them out every Friday or so. And if we get a lot more, we'll get them out more often than that. Uh, but that's tmntminute at gmail.com if you want to send us your Turtle Fan Minute. For the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, I am Scott. They are those guys. And we are out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cowabunga!